This is the Let's Get Real Estate Show with your host, Danielle Chason. Full-time investor, strategic consultant, motivational coach, sought-after speaker, and host of your number one real estate investing show, Let's Get Real Estate, where real people are doing real estate. Welcome back, everybody. I am so glad that you've jumped on for another podcast with us. I am happy to introduce to you an old friend of mine that uh, I worked with a while back, Hong. I think it's been a little while. I'm almost scared to say now. (laughs) Um, I got Hong Lu here with us. She's a former uh, mortgage agent, a former engineer um, that managed pretty impressive projects, actually, in the oil and gas industry and the biochemicals. Um, Kind of really cool stories about that. Um, And now... Hong, you're moving from actively managing to passively managing your portfolio, and you've really been undergoing this transition I've seen over the last 18 months or so to be almost 100% more passive um, in your in your investment strategy and your management strategy. And now I think uh, I think what we talked about, you're doing more financial management now as opposed to asset management. Is that correct? Yes, that is. One of the things that I realized in my real estate journey was at some point that I wanted the financial freedom to be able to retire from my nine to five and to be able to travel full time and with with my son. And so one of the things that I realized during my journey was that I need to manage my own finances and help others manage their finances so that we can leave our nine to five and live the life that we want. I love how you bring that up because you're not only doing that for yourself, but you're doing that for others where people to find that time freedom essentially. Right. Um, so like the entire time I've known you Hong, it's all about, you know, enriching your life, but also enriching that of others. And you're always giving back and thinking, how can I help others on my journey while I'm helping myself? And that's, you know, and that's what I heard. I don't know if anybody else heard that, but you said, you know, that night I want to find that freedom from nine to five and then helping others get there too. And, um, and I mean, that's just an underlying current for everything you do. And I just think that's brilliant. Um, so, um, I wanted to, you know, I, I know a story about you and, um, so one of the things you've shared with me, if I may share it with the listeners, is how, you know, if you knew now what you knew then, you would have started uh, with coaching at a lot younger age and a lot sooner into the real estate game, because you started this like 20, 25 years ago, right out, right, I, I was going to say right out of university, but you weren't, you were in university, right? Can you tell me about the story about the first property? that you bought? Yeah. So I was actually in my second year of engineering and I happened to be working with a real estate agent to find a home for my mom. And in that process of looking for a home, he showed me a triplex, a single family home in Toronto that was converted into a triplex. And I said to him, you know what? I love this house, but you know, my, my mom's not going to go for this. And he said, Hong, I can show you how to buy this house. And I said to him, I'm a student. I'm on OSAP. Like I have $9,000 to my name. That is my entire amount of savings that I have to save up to pay for my, my year of schooling. And he goes, Hong, I will show you how to buy this house with $9,000. And that $9,000 was my OSAP money. And he showed me how to do buy a a triplex in Toronto with $9,000. And back then I had no idea what OPM was, right? And so I just followed his instructions. And that was definitely one of the things that 
I learned much later was that coaching goes a long way. And I didn't clue into that until years and years later. I don't even know if OPM was coined back then, was it? Like, you know, we say it now and it's so, and same with house <laughs> hacking, but essentially this is the beauty of what you did, right? I mean, you were using other people's money. So you're using your OSAP money to buy the house and get that, you know, under contract, purchase that home. And then you yes. moved in to one of the units and use the rent from the other two units to pay your mortgage, essentially doing the house hacking strategy. So you were using advanced strategy without yes. even knowing, but that is actually the power yes. of having a good realtor, um, having a good power team on, on, you know, on your side um, that are helping you and guiding you. And um, obviously you could recognize there was value in what he said. I'm sure you did, you did your due diligence and thought about it and went, well, wait a minute, is there any credibility to what he's saying? And then you dug a little deeper. And, and that's the nice thing about entrepreneurs. We tend to be curious and we dig a little deeper. So kudos to you for that. Um, I love that story. I think that's great. Um, and I wish- I, I love your point about the due diligence. Now, here's the thing. Back then, when I was in second year university, I had no idea what due diligence was. Right. I had no idea what house hacking was. I had no idea even what a mortgage payment was. And so I went into this completely blind. And when you said, you know, I'm sure you would have done your due diligence. Well, back then, I didn't even know what that was. Right. I just said, OK, well, my OSAP money is the down payment. My two rents that I could potentially be getting will pay for my mortgage. And that's that was my due diligence. Right. Whereas now, like when I buy new right. properties and look at the deals that I'm doing with private lending, my due diligence due diligence is on another completely completely different level because now I know. But back then, I had no idea what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a great point you bring up. But ultimately, you needed to know at least that the numbers made sense for you, right? And so, yes. I'm sure you at least did that much. <laughs> You had to, it had to do that. Much, well, right? the realtor helped with that, and the mortgage agent helped with that. Oh, yeah. Right. They they helped me analyze that portion. Yes. And I'm gonna guess that your realtor had a really strong mortgage agent too. I mean, it sounds like he knew what he was doing. Yes. And uh, he probably had strong. And that's the thing when you when you align yourself with strong people, then you can tap into their network, and they typically have a strong network that's a reflection of themselves. So that's awesome. I mean, just the fact that Correct. you were able, because that is one of the things that is hard for new investors is finding the right team. Um, so you were very lucky. Um, I, that probably was a pivotal change in your life, I would have to say. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing how somebody can change your life. That was, yes. Yeah. So we're going to talk about today. The yeah. That opportunity. That no, go ahead, hon. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that that opportunity opened the door for me to start investing in other properties as my education went on in engineering, I was able to acquire more properties on my own um, and build the portfolio that I have. If I did not take that first step with that house hacking uh, opportunity, I don't, I'm pretty sure I would not be where I am now. Right. And, and that ties in exactly into our topic for today, because your strategy was what mainstream teaches us it's pay down your mortgage pay down your mortgage right and so when you were buying other property you were focusing on how do i pay down my mortgage quickly right um so you have a lot of you do coaching now you have a lot of coaching students we had this conversation before the call and i asked you you know what is the biggest challenge that you see with your students and you're like well they don't know how to pay down their mortgage um and so i just wanted to talk a little bit more so that our listeners can hear of the strategy that you capitalized on 
to get to the amount of doors that you have and build the portfolio you have to essentially find that time freedom, which is wonderful. I think that's amazing. Um, so we're going to talk about the Smith's maneuver and how to do it in an effective way to accelerate yes. paying down your mortgage. I think you say in 10 years, am I right? Yes, yes. So the Smith's maneuver is one technique to use in paying down that mortgage. And you're absolutely right, Danielle. The One of the biggest challenge that I see with my coaching students around paying down a mortgage and getting financial independence is the concept of, oh my God, I can pay down my mortgage faster than the 25 years that the bank's given me. A lot of families come in and they think I have 25 years, I'm going to stick to that 25. But they don't realize that they can do it in less than 25 years, right? For one. But then also too, they don't realize that because they have a mortgage, they are given a lot of leeway on paying down that mortgage faster. So it's not just the the idea that, hey, I can pay it off, but the bank's do encourage you to pay it off, but they don't really tell you that those options are available. So within our mortgage contracts, we are allowed to pay it off as quickly as we can. Right. And so the Smith. So do you want to dive in a little oh, bit yeah. deeper? So in, um, in my book, um, I actually talk about that technique, which is called the GLAD method. So um, my book, Path to Mortgage Freedom in 10 Years, lays out the four steps that everybody who has a mortgage automatically has access to, to taking advantage of, right? And so the GLAD method is G-L-A-D, which is going bi-weekly or weekly accelerated, uh, doing lump sum payments, going accelerated, and then doing a double up. Those are all options within our mortgage that we can take advantage of to pay it off. Right. So for example, if you were to, yeah. So That's if you awesome. were to go with the accelerated weekly or biweekly, you automatically knock two to three years off of your mortgage. Right. And, and you don't have to do anything else. Like just going wow. to the bank and saying, Hey, you know what, instead of doing monthly payments, I want to go accelerated weekly or accelerated biweekly. You're automatically cutting your mortgage down by two to three years. That's powerful. Yeah. So now the, the thing with having a mortgage is that your banks normally don't tell you all this stuff in an easy to understand way. And so when I had my first mortgage, I had no idea that I could pay it off in 10 years. And, but it was just, learning through the years that, hey, you know what, if I did this extra payment here, if I did this extra payment here, it kicks off your principal just like that. And next thing you know, I was mortgage free on my first place in under 10 years. And I'm like, oh my God, I can totally do this. And then I got my second property, my third property, my fourth property. And I've been doing this, this advanced strategy on just paying off my mortgage so that I could leverage and travel and yeah. <laughs> homeschool. Well, you're saying, you're saying this to me, Hung, and I, you know, I've got multi-units in, in my portfolio and I'm thinking, well, why can't I just do that with my multi-units? Wow. Can I imagine if I get all of that cash flow from my multi-unit properties? Um, yeah. So instead of, so what you're saying then, so if we pay weekly or bi-weekly, so we have 52 payments or 26 bi-weekly payments instead of paying, because when we pay monthly, you miss out on two weeks, right? 
is it two weeks or four weeks you miss out? Well, so it's not four, about four missing weeks? out, but when you do the accelerated, so in some banks, they'll call it rapid payments, accelerated. They give it a slightly different name for it. But what they do is they tack on a, like an extra 50, an extra $100 payment on top, right? And so that's how they're accelerating it. But you don't notice it because it automatically comes out of your, your bank account. So that extra $50, what, like, four trips to Starbucks you, like you you don't recognize it <laughs> sorry my Starbucks costs are a little well, bit more because I buy my lactose free extra shot of espresso in there so before you know it's like seven dollars <laughs> awesome. so true though it is so true there's so many people that say can't afford it but they go to Starbucks <laughs> twice a day not once a day but twice a day um yeah you really got to put things into perspective sometimes but you know what I mean um I, I totally get what you're saying you know um as far as having that extra money come out of your bank account what I learned in my mid-20s was the difference between a forced savings plan, savings plan and a forced savings plan and so I went to the bank to get an RSP loan um that was a one-year accelerated loan I think I ended up paying, it was under $500. I got a $16,000 loan that I paid monthly. It was whatever it was, six, $700 a month. Um, but I had never bought into my RSPs up until that point. And $16,000 was all I qualified for, but I wanted to start like maxing out my RSPs. And so, um, yeah, so through this loan, um, I was able to save that that $16,000 in a year, which up until then I've never, had never saved probably more than $2,000 in a year. Um, so as most 20 somethings don't save. So, um, so I quickly learned what a forced savings plan was and that, and that's it. You know, when it comes out of your account, it becomes just part of, you know, the process and you don't miss what you don't have. And you, maybe I had to go to Starbucks Well, Starbucks wasn't around then, but, um, you know, going and, and splurging less often than I would have. So, um, so yeah, so I love that strategy, obviously, um, if, if it's going towards our savings account all day long and, and a mortgage is that, isn't it Hong? Like a mortgage is just like putting money into your piggy bank every month, right? It is. It is. And having real estate, like your primary home is one of the great ways to build wealth. If you know how to pay off that mortgage and if you know how to leverage it afterwards, right? And the thing that... I found with my research when I first started um, coaching individuals on how to pay off the mortgage was their mindset was I'm I've accepted that it's going to take me 25 years to pay off that mortgage. Right. And so it really wasn't even, you know, can I save to pay it off? It was they, they just accepted it. And so one of the things that we always talk about in our coaching sessions is how do you leverage your primary home so that you could pay off your mortgage faster? And this idea of using your primary home really does take a lot of, um, it, it takes a lot of individuals aback because they're like, there's no way you can do that. There's no way you could do that. But there is, right? And the, the best, the, like the great thing about being up in Canada is, you know, we're able to use our home to make investments through the Smith maneuver, right? So the way to do that is um, in Canada, we're not allowed to write off the interest on our mortgage. 
but using the Smith's maneuver allows us to be able to do that so that you can actually write off the interest from your primary property to make investments. Wow, that's powerful. And you explain exactly how in your book? Yes. So in the book, I touch on it. There's a separate book written by the man who created the Smith Maneuver called Fraser Smith. He he was um, one of the, the high ups at Van City Bank. And he came up with the Smith Maneuver. And I actually met him years and years ago when I was starting. Um, I actually went to a cottage show and he had a booth and he was giving away his book on the Smith's Maneuver and nobody was at his table. And it was only after wow. that I got the book from him and I read the book and I'm like, this is genius. Why is, why are people not doing this? Right. And so what it is, is that the Smith's Maneuver basically says, okay, when you have a, a mortgage on your primary house, go to the bank and take out the equity from your home that equity that is available on your home is money just sitting there, right? You take that money from your, your equity, from your home, you make an investment, whether it's to buy stocks, to buy into a business, to buy another investment property. The interest that you pay on that loan, that equity loan, is a tax write-off, 100% tax write-off. So it's not costing you anything more to borrow that money that's already in your house. So the great thing about that is now every year you're going to make money from that investment. So let's say you buy stocks and you're getting, you know, a seven or 8% return on that money. Well, that profit that you made on that stock, now you can take that and dump that into your mortgage, right? So now mm -hmm. you're accelerating your mortgage payments so much that now your equity is growing on your property, right? And so by using the Smith's maneuver, you're able to pay down your mortgage in that 10 years, right? And the Smith's maneuver is one technique that you could use to accelerate your payments. And you don't need to work more hours. You don't need to get a second job. You don't need to get more education when it comes to your, your, your professional career, right? So when I first learned about the Smith's Maneuver, I implemented it on my very first property and I used that to buy my second property. And so with all of my investment properties now, I also implement the Smith's Maneuver on it. So you borrowed money against the equity that was in the home in order to use that as a down payment to get your second yes. property? In real estate, you can do that. Uh, so, so that's one way to use the Smith's Maneuver. You could use that Smith's maneuver to buy stocks because not everybody uh, is, you know, wanting to be a landlord. So you could use that money in stocks. You could use that money to invest in a business. You could use that money. So if you are a budding entrepreneur, you could use that money to invest in your own business even. So what if um, I wanted to lend it out because I know you're lending now. Um, and so can yes. you take that money and lend it out? So let's say my HELOC is like at three and a half, four percent 4%, but I'm lending it out at 10 or 12%. Yes. Yes. So you can absolutely do that with the Smith's Maneuver. And so if you think about it, okay, if you're making 8 or 10% coming in from that, mo that loan, right, that you've borrowed out under the Smith's Maneuver, and you just have to pay off, you know, your 3% interest bank fees, you're still pocketing 4 to 5%. Right. So now that four or five percent, you could dump that right back into your mortgage, pay that down. 
and then grow your equity more and then pull more money out and just basically do a cycle on that Smith's maneuver, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Or one other option is that if you don't want to take that money out, leave it in your investments and let that money compound on its own, right? So Mm -hmm. I, I always recommend that if you do have money coming back in, pull that money out, dump it onto your mortgage. Because one of the things that a lot of individuals face, you know, when they get 55, 60, is they realize, oh my God, I still have a mortgage. Oh my God, I still have to keep working, right? And so the once you implement the Smith's Maneuver, the aim is to pay off your primary property so that you always have that safety net. You always have your own home, right? Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, and then once you have that at a comfortable level where you know, you know what, I can always pay this mortgage off anytime I want, you know, then leave it in there in your investments and let that compound. You're, you're talking and, and I know that the approach is primarily with your uh, primary residence, but I mean, I'm looking at this saying we could do this with our investment properties. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I've got equity that I have in my primary or in my investment properties that I could be doing this with. So if I took, if I, if I pulled the money out and then I was able to put it in stocks or lend it out at a higher interest rate, and then I could take the profits and put it back down. I think that's brilliant. Um, And then maybe do that, you know, one, once a year pay down uh, principal pay down, or maybe increase the monthly mortgage payments in order to get that equity to, 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 to really solidify. And it's great because it offers you a safety if there's a shift in the market, because I mean, we're in a really strong market right now here, mostly across Canada, not everywhere, but mostly. And, um, but if, you know, the interest rates start going up, which they, they're at some point, they're going to have to start going back up or vacancies start going up. Um, you know, that's going to shift, that's going to shake the market up a little bit. And a lot of investors aren't going to be ready for that. So uh, having some equity in your properties will help negate against that sort of uh, shift in our environment, which we can't control. So I think that's a brilliant way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Kudos to you for having done that. Just to recap real quick. So you have four ways. I think you said one is to go bi-weekly, uh, weekly or bi-weekly payments. Two is doing the lump sum principal pay down once a year. I think you're allowed. And if you could, the other two real quick. Uh, the annual increase. So we're allowed to do that once a year as well. And then doubling up every single payment if you wanted to. So four ways. So just remember the acronym GLAD. Yeah. Wow. GLAD. Glad. Okay. And doubling up. Okay. So, and the annual increase too. I hadn't thought about that. You know, investors always think about how am I going to pay down so I can get more cash flow? You know, how how can I get an extra five years? I'm going to refinance it back out to 30 years so that I pay less and then I can take advantage of that income. Uh, but really, um, I think it's more beneficial to play the long game, depending on your strategy, um, play the long game, uh, hit it hard for five, 10 years, get three or four properties paid off. And then, yeah, I think that's a brilliant strategy. Hong, you're amazing. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. And I know this is your passion. Um, <laughs> so Danielle, you've got the, yeah, yep. I was going to say, you've got the book. And oh, I so think, I was going to ask you, how can... I was going to say... <laughs> sorry. So, I, sorry. so sorry how do I listeners. give your listeners a copy of the book? <laughs> Yay! Yes, yes, yes. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to find a way. Just like we're going to pay off our mortgages, we will get this book out there. Um, yeah, so for anybody who's interested, 
uh, in getting the book. Hong, before the call, made an offer and said that she's going to share the book with us. So I think um, we're going to put it in, we're, we're going to share a link to your profile that uh, we've dedicated just to you that's going to have your contact information, everything else. We'll have that in the show notes or if this is on YouTube, you'll see it down below. Um, so there's going to be no, uh, no questions. People are going to find you and I know that they're going to come looking for you hands down. Um, you're just a wealth of like, I just love your technique. I mean, nobody's, there's just not enough people talking about this technique, honestly. Um, I think there has to be, you know, as investors, they kind of want to, they focus on cash flow and they want to, you know, create that money and they want to keep it. But I think there's a lot to be said to have one or two properties at least that are cash flowing and those are your cash cows so that you can weather a storm. So um, that essentially is yes, your insurance absolutely. policy. You self-insure yourself with that. And so um, I think that's brilliant, Hong. Um, also, I just wanted to put it out there. You have a course and I wanted to share that course because that course is exactly what we're talking about. And it goes into detail. It's how to be mortgage-free in 10 years. You go into detail with each of those four different strategies and how to layer one on top of the other to be mortgage-free in 10 years. I think that's brilliant. I encourage anybody to go looking for you and uh, sign up for this course. Again, we'll have that on your page, on your bio page. So um, to you, Hong, thank you so much for taking um, your valuable time and sharing that with us and our listeners. Thank you so much. Love you always. And um, love to have you back. want to have you back. So um, we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and congratulations on improving your education real estate. Please leave a review only if you felt we provided value as it would really help us if you would leave a five-star review so that we can help reach a broader audience. And don't forget to comment what you enjoyed and tell us what you are looking to learn more about. As always, thanks for your support and we'll see you on the next episode.